Good evening. Uh, welcome to Liberty Lake Church Wednesday nights. Thank you for joining us. I am really excited uh, to be here with you guys tonight. You can tell that from my face. Okay, that's a joke. Um, the <laughs> I, uh, I am excited to be here. It is April Fool's Day, so uh, we're going to behave mostly, um, and at least at, at part of our time. And so somehow I have an audio feedback. This is all part of April Fool's. I think our TV has its volume up. That's awesome. Yes! We have had a technical failure. You know, it's, it's actually really awesome because uh, one of the things that we were talking about earlier is that we did not want to polish this up. We were intentionally going for the, the average, mediocre, uh, normal Sunday service that we put on here at Liberty Lake Church, uh, where we, we didn't want to uh, have all the mistakes gone, so you would know that we're actually live. It's actually really us here. But I am excited tonight. Uh, we have uh, Ben Abshar is joining me on stage here later, and... Um, literally on stage, and uh, I'm also excited because Angie and Zach are going to be doing music for us today, and it's just a privilege to have different parts of the body joining us and serving us together. Uh, one of the things I wanted to share with you, I don't know if you guys have been experiencing this at all, but I'm learning a lot about my life by being at home all day and trying to work from home. And one of the things that I've learned that I wanted to share with you is that, that I have uh, two cats parading as dogs. And how do I know that? I know that because I have noticed in their behavior here recently that they have completely trained my bride and I. And, and, and I'm going to share with you a couple of ways that I've seen that happen. Um, just this week, I'm actually getting, I'm downstairs working, and I'm, my dog lets me know that he wants out. He comes up and he starts pawing my leg because he wants outside. And so I go upstairs and I let him outside. And uh, my, my blue healer, he walks out the door. As I turn around and start down the stairs, he's determined that the weather is not appropriate for him to be outside, and he starts barking. I'm not even completely back downstairs yet, and he's barking to come in. So what do I do? Well, as a good neighbor, I go and get the dang dog, because I can't leave him outside barking. So at that time, I decide I'm going to bring in my other dog, because I don't want to go back downstairs and have to come back upstairs and do it again. And I call Gus. Gus, get in here. He just stands there and looks at me. What? Come on. Come on inside. It's time to come in. Nah, I'm good. Thanks. And he's just standing there. And this is why you know you're trained by your animals, because you begin to try and dialogue with them. No, 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 no. Come inside. It's time to come in. Get in here, or I'm going to kill you. And he's just standing there looking at me like somehow I'm the idiot. <sighs> I don't like cats, but I think I have two of them. Oh, shoot. Oh, it's Julie. Oh, yep. It's my staff. They said we're done. All right. Hey, I do have a couple of really good announcements, important announcements for us to be uh, thinking about tonight. Um, first thing I want to do is say thank you for everyone for your generosity. Uh, people have been sending in gifts from food, uh, and, and, their, and tithes have been coming in. And we, I just want to say thank you to the Liberty Lake Church family 
uh, for your generosity, your hearts, and the way in which uh, giving has, has actually increased during this time. Uh, it's just been incredible to watch how you have responded to this and how you're serving the Lord, um, not only in financial gifts, but also in food and in the way in which people are reaching out, uh, connecting with one another. Um, please remember to, to double-check or fill out your contact cards. You can see them on the webpage. You can find us on our Liberty Lake Church app. Uh, but please fill those out and let us know. Uh, we have some new people that have been watching and communicating on Facebook. Um, we'd love to have your contact information so we can send you stuff via email or, or connect with you as, uh, down the road with other events that we have going on. So please do that to make sure we have your current information. Um, the other thing that I want to remind us about is um, that in the uh, in the process of doing uh, our our technology and and working on uh, different ways for you to connect with us, we've actually added a YouTube channel, and so you can go onto YouTube and look up Liberty Lake Church now, find us there, and sub subscribe to that for us. Um, help us get our our hundred subscribers on there so that we can get uh, a, some more. Uh, I guess it's a URL, and I don't know if you know what that is either. I don't, but I was told by my tech guy, I want that. And so if we get 100 people to subscribe, we can actually set that up uh, as well. The other thing that I want to remind everybody about is that um, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, you can find us here uh, for, with our church service, our Sunday morning uh, live stream church, Sunday night at uh, 5.30 to 6.30. Our youth group is uh, gathering on Zoom. If you need any information for that, you can call the office uh, at the number on the webpage, or, um, or you can email us at admin at libertylakechurch.com, and we'll get you in connection with Travis. And the last and final thing is that um, I've started a, a, a daily, it uh, won't be on Saturday, so it's really just a Monday through Friday, uh, kind of a morning devotion time at 10 o'clock on Facebook. And so if you are around at that time not working or you want to check in later on, um, you can do that on all three of our, um, actually not all three of them. I don't have that one on all three, but it is on Facebook and you can find it there. Um, so 10 o'clock uh, each weekday morning, um, I, I'm, we're doing a daily devotion there for about 30 minutes. So join us then, that would be great. Uh, at this time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just open us in prayer and uh, invite our, our music team to go ahead and lead us in a couple of songs this evening. Father, thanks for this time. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you that I'm not a comedian for a living. And I thank you, God, that you are uh, in charge. And e even on this day, with all of the chaos going on, um, and, and a day that for many, many years has been about jokes and laughter and making fun of things, um, God, the church is still active. I, I, I was reminded again as I was talking with Ben this evening, that the church hasn't been shut down. It's just been our buildings. Um, the church is, it can't be shut down because it's people following you and it's people living in obedience to you. It's people loving one another as you loved us um, as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and so help us, God, today. Help us even this evening as we look at Ephesians uh, chapter 5 to, to recognize, to be challenged, encouraged, and, and, and spurred on and built up in the faith uh, in, in you and in your purpose for this time uh, and in the hope that we have in who you are. May you be glorified in our evening together in your name. Amen. Nothing on earth is as beautiful 
thank you just for the chance to just worship you, Jesus. God, I just pray uh, that you just speak to us this evening. Um, I pray that we have good conversation and just good study time. We love you, God. In your name we pray, amen. Awesome. Thank you, Angie and Zach. Thank you guys for doing that. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, if you didn't, uh, it was just on our end. There was a, a loop going on and, and we're having some technical stuff. And uh, man, we're excited to have that. Um, I was thinking to myself that part of, part of what, you know, as we do this, we start to go, you know, we're starting to kind of figure out some of the bugs. We're starting to get this. And I, I feel like God sometimes goes, uh, nope, not without yeah. me, kids. Just keep you enough, just, <laughs> just enough to be humble. Exactly. You know? <laughs> keep, keep, keep that playing, that level playing field of it's all about him and really not about us. No so, Ben, welcome. Thanks for joining Thanks. us. Yeah. Uh, would you tell everybody kind of what you do, just in case uh, some of our guests uh, that are watching don't know what you do for a living? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here tonight. Actually, um, super thrilled. Um, my name's Ben Abshire. Um, been around Liberty Lake Church now for. A long time, uh, 10, 12 years. I don't know how long we've been around here. Um, and uh, I work uh, here in Liberty Lake, a company called ITRON. So just down the road here a little ways. Um, I've got a really, really long two-minute commute. So wow. uh, now I have zero-minute commute. Right, but. right. <laughs> um, and do you have cats I, for dogs? I, I do not. I have okay. three, three dogs that are definitely dogs. Good. Yeah. Somehow we have three and we're only supposed to have one and it's a long story. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I work in the software development world. Uh, started off as a software engineer uh, a long time ago and worked my way into leadership management stuff. And now I, I have teams all across the world that I kind of help organize and manage and run and deliver software products for, for ITRON. Awesome. So, yeah. So. All right. I'll bet you that kind of keeps you busy. A little bit. A little bit. Actually, now more than ever. I mean, I used to, I have done a ton of traveling over the last four or five years and going to places like India and uh, Budapest and really all over Europe and other places. And now I'm just home. So awesome. I get to be home all the time. So it's kind of nice. The, the, the blessing. Nice for a change. Yeah. The blessing inside of, yeah. of some of the challenges that we, that we face. So, yeah. so I'm sure everybody else, uh, many, many people who <laughs> are uh, regulars at our church all want to know. Why did you join the Perfect Head Club? <laughs> the Perfect Head Club. It is pretty good looking, though, isn't it? You like I, that? I think so. <laughs> I, I, I like the look. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. Kind yeah. Of a... Well, I, you know what? I actually am really starting to like this. This might be a little bit more, more long-term permanent. Um, but uh, actually, the reason I have my head shaved, um, my son, Luke, his best friend. Uh, man. It's okay. funny when this happens, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, my, my son's best friend, Brandon Thomas, and I've shared at church uh, a few times about that. He was diagnosed with uh, osteosarcoma, it's a cancer in the, of the bone, and he's got uh, some cancer in his ankle, and yeah. he started chemotherapy a while back, and uh, you know, he's been a champ going through this, but uh, he started losing his hair, and, and they had to cut it off the other day, and uh, all of his buddies jumped immediately. They yeah. all shaved. I mean, I it, was, it was awesome. Like the number of kids that just, you know, were showing support for Brandon. And, and so, I don't know. I was, uh, I just, I, I was looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to join in, you know. Yeah. And, and so I, I text Angie. I'm on the way up to the bathroom. I'm like, hey, you're okay if I <laughs> shave my head, right? And she's like, yeah, hurry up, though, because dinner's almost ready. And, oh, by the way, don't shave your beard. Right, <laughs> so, right. 
this couldn't go, but you know, yeah. got the got the hair gone, and oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so yeah, just in support of Brandon, and awesome. uh, we've got you know, I'm wearing my uh, little uh, hashtag Be Strong oh, okay. bracelet, nice. and nice. Yeah, so he's a real close family friend. So just trying to show some support. Yeah. Now, like I said, though, I I'm glad to be part of the club. Too. Absolutely. I mean, that's... Well, I, I felt bad because Brandon, <laughs> I want you to know, I shaved my head as well. Yeah, um, you did. But the the stubble that came off just did not. It was not nearly as significant not as, as seeing you and Luke <laughs> uh, without hair that that first that very first day. Yeah. So Luke cut off a lot. I, well, yeah, yeah I know he cut off quite a bit. How's yeah. Brandon doing? What's what what's the m- most recent update so we can continue to pray for him and his family? Yeah, he's doing. Uh, he's he's doing great. Uh, he's he's kicking its tail right now. Um, but. They're preparing for going in starting tomorrow to go do some more really pretty tough rounds of chemotherapy okay. and other things. So tomorrow's going to be a start of a, of a tough run. Okay. So definitely could use some prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I think it's been pretty awesome to see how God has surrounded that family with love. The community's really come around them. And, um, you know, it's just been really cool to see people respond, you know. Awesome. So it's been, it's been pretty cool. Well, we look forward to hearing more. Yeah, and, and I need to stop talking about because my eyes doing. are. All right, well, I can away. have <laughs> I can have one of our assistants run a. Yeah, I might need some, some tissue or tissue something. Or something That'd be all right. Love we, you, Brandon. We Love we you, can Brandon. do that. Um, Brandon, know that we're praying for you. Our whole church has been praying for you, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. And we look forward to hearing what God's doing in that time. I I did actually have a God at Work story, but I'm going to save that and share it later. Um, but we're looking for more of those. So as you watch God do miraculous things and. and and work in and amongst your lives, please let us know so we can share them with one another. Because even the, the, the prayer request that we had for Brandon and the report that came back um, the, the very first Sunday we heard about yeah. it, we were praying that he didn't lose his leg, that yeah. they could do something uh, much less dramatic yeah. than that. And so that was a huge answer to prayer when that came through. Yeah, yeah right now everything's isolated to his lower leg and it's not spread. So Praise lots of good, good feedback there. So, yeah. you know, it's day to time, we'll see. And we're awesome. just trusting God that he's going to take care of them. Awesome. Well, that's great. And uh, and I'm excited to hear that. I'm glad that you were able to come on and share because I, I know that people have been kind of wondering. And we prayed a little bit, and then we got we got swept yep. out to our home. So yep. thanks again for joining me. I love this process because um, I sent uh, I sent Ben the passage that I wanted to do tonight, which we've been in James, but I felt like, you know, we're, t- we're talking about this uh, walking in, in discipleship and what it means to do this. I just felt like we needed to spend some time in Ephesians wrestling with what that means for us to, to be a disciple in this time, for that to reflect in our lives, for you know, how do people see that, how do we engage that. And so we went ahead and changed gears uh, to Ephesians chapter 5. And so you want to start turning in your Bibles there. We're not going to read it quite yet, but start turning in your Bibles there um, because we're going to begin in verse 1 and read all the way through verse 21. Now, we're not going to get to everything that's in that text, and that's what I enjoyed this week <laughs> was I sent Ben the text, and he sent me back uh, just what God had been doing in his heart, and as he was wrestling through all that, like three full pages of of bullet points with texts and other things that, that he was getting excited about. Yeah. And it's exactly what I go through on a weekly basis trying to prepare texts to share with our family uh, if, here on Sunday normally and now doing it uh, you know, through the Internet and, and over in the space uh, or a live stream scenario. But there's so much material and there's so much that happens in my heart as I'm preparing this process, and it's been just a joy to watch you and, and Alan and others that have joined me get excited about the text and begin to actually text me back and forth. And they're like, oh my goodness, you look at this, look at this. I'm like, I know, it's so cool. Yeah. So 
that was fun for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed reading through that and, and looking at all the spots. And one of the things that, that I enjoy about this that's so much fun for me is that there's times where you and I hit exactly the same stuff. We're reading it. We're, we're articulating what we see the text saying, and, and we, like, we're grabbing the same scripture. Yeah. We'll actually see that tonight if we get to it in a couple of the texts where we're like, man, that's exactly what that's saying. And then there's other spots where you grab something different than what I mm-hmm. saw. It, it it grabbed your heart in a different way because of life experience that you're yeah. going through and, and people that you're interacting with because your job's different. Right. Than hey, mine. job's different. The, the struggles that I have personally or those around me, everybody's got a little different angle. I think that's one of the things that makes the Bible so uh, incredible is the words aren't necessarily just the words. Yeah. How you look at it, what you... What you're bringing to it changes in yep. a way, yeah. right? And it, it reaches you in different ways. And uh, yeah, I think that's what's really cool. Last night I just sat down and, and just went through verse by verse and threw a bunch of stuff down and it, it rolls into something else and something else. Absolutely. And, which is why you got to be careful too. Cause, it uh, is because <laughs> it'll have, take more than just tonight to yeah, get through. So. We will, we'll never get through all of it. So yeah. with that in mind, let's jump in and get started <clears throat> tonight so that we actually get somewhere um, and, and accomplish our yeah, tech. You don't so want to just see me cry. We, yeah. We don't want to just talk about it and cry. Um, Although somebody might pay to see that too. So let's it's not uh, hard to do. <laughs> let's, let's engage the text tonight okay. though. And let's wrestle with this and, and share with people kind of what you and I've been engaging. So uh, I've, okay. I've asked Ben to read uh, uh, Ephesians chapter five, starting in verse one. So okay. go ahead. Five one. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as it is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness uh, or, nor foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen. We're done. Thanks for coming. Uh, You know, there's times where you read the text, and especially when you you catch so much of what Paul says and you read it all at one time, it feels like you're full. You you get done with that and you're just like, Wow. 
I mean, he says so much in that little passage. In that, in that, and then as you and I were talking earlier, if you go back to chapter four, you understand why he's calling us to be imitators because he's he's talking about the church. He's encouraging us to live in unity. Yeah. Well, as you start out here, the first word therefore, therefore right? It right. just ties back to everything in in, in four and. And, you know, I think that that whole idea of of unity, spiritual maturity, these are the things that God is actually calling us to. Yep. Right. And that's it's challenging. Right. Because you go, oh, wait a minute. All these things. What, what are you calling me to? What is, what is this all about? Well, if you go back into chapter four, it talks about those things. We're we're not just of, hey, God, I love you. OK, we're great. It's no, there's a process you get to go through now. And I think the thing about this that really stood out for me overall at the beginning when I first started digging in. This is like a mirror. This is something that I need to be taking and reflecting on myself. Absolutely. Um, seems, you know, some people, especially if they don't believe, they could look at this and look like we're throwing mud at people, right? So if you're out there, you know, and you, you don't understand, you don't believe, you know, this is not intended to be thrown mud at anybody. Right. This, is, right. this is me. This is me reflecting on myself or you reflecting on you. Let's reflect it on you tonight. Oh, that's sure. Good. Well, let, um, me, let me help you with that just <laughs> yeah, a little ding. bit. But yeah, I think that was, that was really important. And so this is something that, you know, we can all grasp and, and look at ourselves through. Yeah, because right? he's writing this to the church. Yeah, absolutely. Th- this is for the church to evaluate who yeah. we are as a church, how we live as a church, what we're actually doing mm-hmm. as the church in this process. So th- here's the great part. We just referenced chapter four. We're not going to read it for you. So you have to go, go back and out. read it yourselves <laughs> to understand what the therefore is there for. So that's your homework for tonight. When you're done here, take a few minutes and go back and read chapter four. So you'll understand what therefore is there it's for. Therefore. It's beautiful. Wow. Man, Isn't that you're, amazing? You're, just, you're hilarious. That's so awesome. So I just funny. love yeah. this. I've never heard that joke before. I know. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <clears throat> So th- th- we're going to look at three key things. There's three things that really jump out of the text, I think, tonight. Um, one, walk in love, walk as children of light, and walk with wisdom. And so when we think about walking in love, um, it, it's really in verse 1, Paul's challenging us to walk like Jesus did, to take his example and to exercise that example. I want to read a text out of John chapter 13. You're going to have to turn in your Bibles because I screwed up and gave the tech team the wrong references, so they have beautiful scripture ready to go up on the screen, but it's the wrong verses, so we're not going to do that. So you have to get out your Bible. You have to open it up to John chapter 13, and we're going to start in verse 34. And this is what verse 34 says. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love for one another. It, again, Jesus is, is referencing the church here, demonstrating his love, saying, love like I've loved you. Now the disciples, they're, they're, they're blown away by this. They're, they're overwhelmed by this because they're still wrestling with, well, what does that really look like? How, how does that right. really look? You know, what are we supposed to do in that? Jesus hasn't died yet. Right. So, I We're mean. We're fortunate to have that look back. And, we are. And absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But he, he gives us the, the idea that how we love one another, how we walk in love as Jesus did, is deeply meaningful to our testimony to the world. Mm-hmm. They'll actually turn and reflect on the way we live and love one another, how we interact, how we walk together. Um, yeah, and I think I think the key for me as I was going through that is when it tells us walk in love as Christ loved us, right? That point, what well, what did he do? What yeah. if, how did Christ love us? Yep. Right? He loved us with sacrifice, with he put himself 
to be the lowest and he lifted us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and when you, when you stop for a second to think about that, it's, it's pretty, pretty impactful. Well, right. okay. So sacrificial life, that's what he's calling us to. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and if we're going to love the people, if we're going to love the body, if we're going to love those around us, we can't continually put ourselves, our own needs, our own fleshly needs, all those things first. Yeah. We got to put those away. Yeah. And I think that's, as we get a little deeper here, that's a lot of what this is talking about. It's take, Take what you, you know, you want and those things, you got to put those away and you got to learn how to live for others. Yep. Right? Beautiful. Well, and Jesus himself, I mean, Paul says that about Jesus in verse two, he says he gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Yeah. He, he specifically references that he gave himself so. up as a physical offering and sacrifice to God. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think if I'm correct, you and I landed on the same text and we're going to get there at the end. Um, and, and tie that all back together um, as far as how uh, that looks in, in the way that Paul challenges us. The second aspect of this is walking as children of light. Um, and, and that's where we get into the, the part where uh, he talks about the, wor- the darkness of the things of the world mm-hmm. and the contrast between that um, is supposed to be evident in us. That when we engage the world, that we don't look like them. We don't. We don't love the same things. We don't. We don't live selfishly, and therefore do it only for ourselves. I was, um, you know, when you think about this culture, when you think about what's happening around this coronavirus and all the stuff that's that's going on. There's a lot of examples of selfish living, right? Oh yeah. People that buy enough toilet paper for ten years, <laughs> and are you know, th- th- I mean, that's a simple one. That's yeah, a, absolutely. We, we, well, it is kind of funny. Because of just the whole thing, yeah. but there's other that uh, that kind of selfishness is running rampant mm-hmm. in and amongst the culture at this time. Well, and you know, I think it's easy for us to to uh, point at the culture, right? But the yeah. reality is, this is actually our nature. It, th- th- right. This is built. I mean, this is us from the beginning, <clears throat> yep. right? And and we're born into this, yeah. right? And I think that you know, it's easy to go, well, it's that thing's fault or the culture's fault or whatever. And it, it is our culture drives a, and, and feeds a lot of that, yep. right? But in reality, it's our it's ourselves. This is our sinful nature. And as you know, as you get into some of the the list here of things and that that, that it's talking about, that's natural for us. Yeah, right? that's it's easy for that to come out. Yep. It's not easy for that to not come out, right? And I think that's that to me is the real contrast here. And when we when you're when you put it something under fire, right? You, you know, the true character comes out, right? When you are refining something, it's pressure, it's hard, but your true character is going to come out. And I think a lot of times. Now you start to see that true nature come out. My hope is that, you know, me, myself, my family, you know, the body, that our nature, our true spiritual nature is coming out. Yeah. Right? And, you know, we've talked about, uh, I think the post on Facebook the other day that, you know, something about church is not canceled, but the right. body's been dispatched De- or something. Yep. Deployed. You know, it deployed. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yep. I mean, I hope that's what's actually happening right now. And, um, that's what we need to be doing. Yeah. Right? We need to let that real, that new nature come out. Right. right. Well, and our tendency is it's to take like the toilet paper scenario and we're like, well, I didn't go and hoard toilet paper, so I'm better than them. <laughs> and yet what? I have Paul's, a lot of meatballs in my freezer right now. Right. There, <laughs> right. Oh, you're the, you're the meatball guy. Um, but the reality is the tendency for us as a church is for us to look at some of this stuff and go, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. Right. And, and for us to maybe have a false sense of security, a false sense of righteousness mm-hmm. or, or uh, you know, that, that we're doing things right because we're not as bad as the world. We, right. we, we, we tend to judge that way. Yeah. And we're not doing what the text is really challenged us to do. 
And that's compare our behavior to that of Christ. Christ, right. And I think that that's huge. I mean, it's so easy, again, as you read through lots of different sections of the Bible to start creating your checklist yeah. and kind of going, well, okay, comparison to, you know, that guy over there or this person over there. But that's not what this is necessarily saying. Yes, this is shining a light on everything, right? And guess what? Yes, world, you have to deal with it. Every person has to deal with these things. But this is for me. I need to be looking at this and going, man, where am I here? Yep. Right. And am I letting that old nature come through? Am yeah. I, am I not? And, and I think the, the, the key for me here is, you know, when we try to do that ourselves, we're, we're going to fail. Yep. You can get by for a little while right. at times and things, but how, how much stronger are we and how much do we actually win when we don't try to do it ourselves? When yeah. We rely on Christ. Right. And when we allow that new nature to really take hold. Right. Absolutely, Sorry, I might be jumping ahead. No, no, no. You're t- you're you're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, what because it actually it's exactly what takes us into our, our next step. What I thought was interesting was uh, verse nine in the text. the The fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. When we're walking as children of light, we are. Uh, what what happens is the fruit, the evidence of that, is found in what is good and right and true. And when you use those kind of terms in the Christian church, it clearly is implying or directing us to the person of Jesus, mm-hmm. who is light, who is good, who is the truth. Uh, and, and so Paul's really trying to get the church to, to, to notice that your point, your focus, all of, all of your drive needs to be to be like Christ. That's be imitators, be like Jesus, walk in this way. Um, when we think about walking, in this in this text, uh, I don't know if we as a culture really understand walking, because we didn't walk from point we don't walk from point to point rarely. In right. fact, some of us use it as an exercise. Some of us see it as a curse. Um, and and so, uh, in fact, my bride's been trying to get me to go out and walk with her because we've been at home more yeah. often. I've tried to go out for a walk what two or three times, and I keep getting rained on. So you know, we did that the other day. And we got snowed on. Yeah, was hor- hailed on. Yeah. And, but the point being, in, in their culture, walking was the primary source of travel. It's how they got everywhere. It's what they did every day in every aspect of their life. That was the only way to get there. For us, I think sometimes walking, we see it almost as an exercise in our event that we go and do. Yeah. This and was more just living. It was living, right? yeah. This I think, is what you did. Isn't it yeah. unfortunate that that may be how we've actually come to view the church, that it's an event that Check we the, go and do. Check the list. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. an event for Sunday. It's something. It's an activity that we gather. We, we almost prepare all week so we can survive the one-hour experience of having to sit through church and listen to some bald-headed goofball <laughs> talk for 35 minutes. Two now. Three. Two. We oh got my, five people. Oh, I know. I What's know going we got on? lots of those. Perfect Head Club is growing. Yeah. Ryan, come and join us. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I think the, the challenge there, though, is, you know, why, why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we walking with the Lord? Why aren't we doing these things? And, you know, again, kind of back to that nature. If we haven't transformed that nature, if that nature hasn't been changed, it's a fight. Yeah. It's a struggle. It's, it's, you're not going to be able to walk yep. and do these things. And, you know, again, he's referencing us. He's referencing the church here. So when we're out there walking and how, how are we going to do that effectively? Um, and I think verse 10, which was interesting to me, uh, in this is, and it says, and try to discern what is pleasing. To oh the Lord. yeah. It, it doesn't say, well, and you're just going to naturally know, or it's going to be easy to figure out or what it says, try and discern, yeah. right? 
so what to me that implies is it's a it's a process it's the thing that gets me going yeah and it gets started on that walk but it's also the thing that continuously propels me forward yeah right it's like i'm to me i just i have pictures of just that that constant search and drive to know more to get deeper and it, it helps propel you forward right when you're trying to discern the the will of god and so in that walk i think that you know, all of a sudden you're not just kind of stumbling along. You're, you're kind of picking up the pace and you're moving and, and it helps propel you forward when you're seeking, when you're driving to go figure out what is the, the, the will of God. Yeah. Know? Well, it's, it's kind of, it ties into that, the idea of drawing near to God or seeking first. Mm. We're, we're putting it as the target, as the goal. It becomes mm. the, it becomes the focal point of where we're heading. Instead of, uh, and I think that's probably why he talks about the, this idea shortly after the trying to discern, take no part in the unfru- unfruitful work of darkness, that, that we shouldn't be, uh, we should be observing our lives, looking at the, the comparison of how Christ lived and how we live, so that when we see those things, we choose to say, no, I, I, I don't have to do this. I, and I think so often in our Christian life, we're not intentional. We're not focused. We're not driven. We're not actually. We're not actually looking at Christ. So we have a, a, a target to go to, and we're like we're just stumbling around. We're like, oh, oops, God, I, yeah. I said it again. Oops, yeah. yep. oops. Well, it's not really oops if we're not putting our target on what we know we're supposed to be right. looking to. Well, and I'm, I might be skipping ahead a little bit here. Let's but skip I ahead. Think, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I think the 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 struggle is when we rely on ourselves, like we talked about you're gonna do exactly that yep so okay we need to walk in the light but i look at that and I, well how can we even do that we're we're gonna fall we're gonna stumble and you know you see several times in here it, it talks about the spirit mm-hmm. and walking in the spirit again going back to to chapter four and a lot of what's being called there, having unity in the spirit growing spiritually mature yep. those things you don't do that when it's just about you yeah and and we 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 have to learn how to walk in the spirit with the spirit. Yep. It's his power. It's the power of that in our life that it actually propels us to do all of these things. Right. We like I said, we can put up, you know, we can do okay for a little while. We can try and do that, but inevitably if we aren't walking with the spirit, we're we're powerless. Right. Right. And and that's actually what enables us to to actually be an imitator of Christ. And to do the things that he's calling us to. To actually right? love people. Yeah, to actually love people. To actually love people in church. More than yourself. You know? Right. Yeah. So I, I think love. that's that's really critical and Absolutely. Uh, uh, to the whole to the whole conversation. Um, but, you know, anyway. And so the evidence. But how, how do you know? So one of the things we were talking about earlier is how do you know? Where, how do you judge whether you're walking in the spirit? I mean, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't walk around and heal people. Um, I haven't actually had a handkerchief that somebody took from me and went and touched somebody else and they got healed like Paul was doing. I mean, that, at least not to my knowledge, Hey, if that's happened, would you let me know? I would, I would love to know about that handkerchief. Well, it's Um, the, it's the fruit, right? Absolutely. Light, you know, going back to verse nine, right? Where is that fruit? Where is that in our life? And I think again, as we reflect on ourselves, we should be looking at that and, and saying, where, what is the fruit that's coming from my life? And that's to you, to me, that's an indicator of where I am. I can't count the number of times when I'm struggling with something, right? And, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, oh, it's just not fruitful. Why? Why isn't that fruitful? Why is this thing that I'm trying to accomplish? Why, is it, why am I struggling through this? And every time when I'm in that moment, if, if I choose to put it through the lens of, of something like this, I go, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm not right with the Lord. I got to get back to that. I got to get back to walking in the spirit. And it's not, it's almost like right away when you start shaping that with your mind and going there and, and focusing on him, 
all of a sudden things start to kind of fall in line in a way that you just can't do on your own. When I continue down this other path, knowing that I need to go yeah, back, right. I, it, I just stumble and fall and I stumble. And, you know, it, it, it's just that nature that you're constantly fighting. We love the darkness, you know. Um, was it uh, ver- uh, John 3.19 tells yeah. us, you know, well, yep. we love the darkness and that nature and that battle. The only way to, to, to combat that and beat that is with the Spirit. Well, I love the comparison in Galatians 5. Let's turn there. Um, Galatians 5, 22 through 26. Um, because right before this passage, you actually see um, Paul describe the physical activities of, um, of the flesh. And, and they're physical activities. They're actually, you know, it's things that, that you actually watch people do. It's, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And um, rivalries, dissensions. Uh, enviness, drunkenness. There's all all these things, divisions and anger, and there's mm. all this stuff that's that you 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 notice because it's it, it's external. It mm. gets exposed externally. But when you get to the fruit of the spirit, what's present in the fruit of the spirit, it's it's an internal production. It's an internal fruit that then that then starts to encompass all of the activity of their life. And so let's remind everybody what that fruit looks like. Fruit singular. Even though we're going to read a bunch of different words here, it's one fruit that is evidenced in these different ways. You want to read it? Sure. Verse 22. Yeah. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Man, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Uh, Through 26, I think I have up there. We got to finish the whole thing. Paul keeps going. That's all right. (laughs) And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. It just ties right back into the Spirit. So here you have Paul who's challenging the church that this kind of fruit, this should be evident in your life. And then he goes back to being honoring about how we interact with one another. Not only living in a way that reflects and has fruit produced by the Spirit in our lives, that, that that's the evidence of that stuff happening. But then he says, and by the way, be at peace with one another. Do this well together. Um, which is the last part of, of what we're looking at today, um, is in, that we walk in wisdom. That's what the, the third walk is. Walk in wisdom, being filled with the Spirit, like we just talked about, and also in worship of God. And I love what he does to describe the worship of God. Um, can we reread that? Uh, the last uh, verse 19, um, just just follow along with me. I'm going to read it real quick off of my notes. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody uh, to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God uh, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting uh, to one another out of reverence for Christ. Here in this expression of worship, of what, what we would think would be us between us and the Lord, he says, do this together. It's the beauty of the church. It's the joy that we, I think, for many, many years have taken for granted mm. that yeah. we get to do together. Absolutely. Well, and now... As it's stripped away and we don't get to do it, look how much we miss it and how we realize that. Um, I also think it's really, it's key, again, kind of tying back to to chapter 4 where it talks about unity of the Spirit. You know, this is how you obtain that unity of the Spirit. That last verse, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. When we submit to each other, when we work it out together, 
you know, that's what helps build up that unity of the body. When we interact with each other in these ways, you know, I, the idea of running around singing songs to each other and stuff, right. it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of so, weird, right? You know, some people are probably freaked out a little bit going, what? Yeah, it's like, I well, got to sing a hymn to say hi? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, Hello. <Shane. laughs> that, that would be weird. Yeah, it's weird. But you know what? It's kind of funny because when people that are outside the church come in, right? Somebody yeah. walks through the door. Absolutely. And how often do they see joy and happiness come out in different ways they're not used to how much do we hug how much do oh, we yeah, 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 you know yeah. just and yep. you, there's something there right yep. and and it comes out i think obviously this is saying do this with your heart so mm-hmm. i'm not going to sing any more hymns to you necessarily all right. All right. but it's this idea that Maybe we have we're done yeah we have this unity we yeah. have this thing that's drawing us together that is bringing peace and joy and Absolutely. all these things in our life and we're sharing that together yep right um, building one another up in that process Absolutely. together. And yeah. again, again, kind of back to what, what was this all about? You know, what are we being called to? It is that, that is what we're being called to Yep. At, amongst the body is to build up that unity, to, to build that joy and love within the body and well, with each other. And let's wrap that up with our, the last passage that you and I both landed on yeah. several times yeah. in this going, how we're how told do do <laughs> to do this. We're told to do it like Christ did. Right. And it's, it's Romans 12, one and two. We right. have to go back there. Yep. Because when you think about dying to yourself as a living sacrifice, when we think about living this way, not indulging the flesh, but actually engaging one another, living in unity, in peace, doing this all in the name of Jesus, you have to go back to Romans yep. and, and read Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'll read that for us, and then would you just remark on, as you and sure. I were wrestling with that, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah, ties right in. I, I mean, it's, it's, it, you can tell it's written by the same the guy. Same guy. <laughs> and I think he's pointing out the exact same yeah, principle exactly. that he's trying to get the Roman church yeah. to grapple with in the same way that he's asking the Ephesian church. This is the action of the church. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, the big key here to me, and it's actually it's echoed again in uh, Ephesians 4, but it's this idea, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be imitators of this world. We want to be imitators of Christ. Yeah. Well, how do you do that? You have to be renewed yep. by the transforming of your mind. Yep. Our mind is... Uh, it's a gift yeah. from God, and yet if our mind is set on the things of the world and all of that, we're we're not actually walking in Absolutely. the spirit and all these things. And so you have to be renewed. Your mind has to be transformed. And you know this idea, you know, of scripture and all. You can throw scriptures at people, all that kind of stuff. But until you have come to that point where you have been transformed, this is just paper. Yeah. But when your mind is transformed, yep. Uh, all of a sudden, things take on a whole different, uh, different view, right? And and you know that's echoed again in uh, uh, chapter four, verse twenty-three of Ephesians, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Yeah. So there's an element here that that we just can't overlook, and we have, and that is where this walking with the spirit, the power that God is offering to us, is going to come from. When we yeah. submit to Him, and we submit to the Spirit, and we walk in the Spirit, and our mind is transformed, our lives are transformed, the fruit is there yeah right that's where it comes from yeah that's where the power comes from so awesome man it's been great having you yeah, yeah thanks for the dialogue anytime it's been this a ton is, of fun this is a lot um, of fun. i hope this was encouraging to you uh would you hang around for just a few minutes after our closing song it's one of my favorite songs um and i'm, I'm super excited that we're doing this 
uh, tonight. But would you hang around for just a few minutes? Uh, I've got just a couple of closing thoughts that I want to encourage you with this evening. Uh, let me close in prayer, and then we're going to begin. Father, thanks again for this time. Thank you for Ben being here. Thank you for your word and the way in which it just overwhelms us when we engage it with our hearts and our minds. The, the truth just it, it begins to wash away and peel away. Even the, the desires of my flesh are put in place as I'm in your word, and I'm reminded of truth, the goodness of who you are, and it brings conviction and, and it causes me to see things the way that you want them to. Father, I pray that that would be our experience this evening through Ephesians. And as your body faithfully reads chapter 4 later on this evening and, and is reminded of the therefore, I just pray, Lord, that you would overwhelm their hearts, that you would transform their minds, and that you would do the supernatural work that only you can do by changing our hearts. In your name, amen. God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. And you are before time began, you were on your throne, and you are God alone. And right now, in the good times and bad, you are on your throne, and you are God alone. You're the only God. Unshakable, you're unstoppable. 
I love about the challenge that we've been given tonight to be imitators of Christ is that uh, Jesus and God moved first. From the beginning of uh, time, God had this plan, and we see it in creation, the very beginning of creation, when Adam and Eve sin, and, and God shows up and says that my son will be here, and he's going to crush the head of the serpent. And we have the privilege of actually seeing the work of God before you and I even respond to God. Uh, Romans 5 uh, 6 through 8 says this, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died. And God moved first. And, and now we're being challenged as the church, those who have responded to Christ, who know him as your personal Savior, to, to choose to live a life that imitates that of Christ, the sacrificial offering of himself, giving of his life, so that you and I can be children of God, so that we have the privilege of, of being the church in the middle of, of difficult times, a time when the church doesn't get to do what it's used to doing. We get to exercise being the church and loving people as Christ loved us. What a challenge, what a privilege, what an opportunity it is for you and me. So that's our challenge for the week. Go and be like Jesus. Die to yourself. Serve your neighbor. Serve your family. Serve the body of the church. Walk in love. Walk in the light. And walk in wisdom, being filled by the Spirit. May God bless you this week as you pursue Him, as you seek Him, as you draw near to Him, and He draws near to you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Please. Uh, come and join us at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning uh, for our morning devotion, and, and be sure to check out uh, the different opportunities uh, through the social media um, with us on Sunday at 10 a.m. We love you and look forward to seeing you. Good night.